Hello one and all, welcome to the Shrews Views podcast, it's episode 8, my name is Luke Hatfield and I am joined by the one, the only Shrewsby Town Correspondent for ShropshireStar.com and for the paper, Mr Lewis Cox. Isn't it .co.uk or are we not in England? You can have both. You can enter uh, .co.uk or .com and it heads straight to us. Ah, good, good. I was just picking up on that in case, you know, sent sent our listeners to the wrong place. But no, good. Um, at least we still have a website at the moment, you know, while life as we know it is uh, grinding to a halt. Certainly is. How are you, uh, how are you handling lockdown, Lewis? Uh, in a new pad, my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bored, 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 bored. Um, obviously not bored to that much of an extent in that we're still working but mm. um you know working from home and with no sport happening is pretty difficult um you know we're still having to obviously write stories trying to fill the paper and and the website it's not easy uh difficult time for papers and and, and whatnot so trying our best but yeah outside of that just uh trying to separate that kind of working from home life and being at home it's difficult as i'm sure i know we were just talking about it before we went on air um, mm. crazy strange times and just kind of missing the everyday thing that work work entails you know going into an office having a structure going to a press conference on a Thursday or a Monday and then the match on a Saturday or a Tuesday night it just seems like a different world at the moment you start to miss things you didn't realise you could yeah. ever miss don't you yeah 100% yeah like yeah you know people messaging about who's signing who and what's news about what kind of used to be like oh you know <laughs> got to answer these questions all the time got to stay switched on all the time and now you're kind of missing any of that news sort of thing you know that injury mm. update that hamstring injury or whatever you kind of but you know obviously football all feels very secondary at the moment and not you know not particularly important in the grand scheme of things with people's health and and whatnot mm. um that's worth definitely worth saying and People doing great things, but um, we're just trying to plod on, aren't we, and do our best and hope to come out the other side of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, strangely, you know, one of the things I've really missed doing. Go on. Driving. I haven't driven a car in about oh, three yeah, weeks 100%. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like my car's just gonna, you know, break when you turn it on or something. I think my battery will be gone. My battery yeah. will just be dead. No, I did drive to the uh, to the supermarket like some point last week, and it, you know, it was like a two minute drive down the road mm. but it felt like um, felt like a day trip you know I want, I want um, a good away day I want a nice long drive nah I miss driving I'm 100% miss driving the used to, you know it's to, to, to away games particularly it's always good thought you know thinking time you know what you're going to write and report and, and, mm. and what not how did the match go and you know all things like that you know even you commute to the office it's just it's just I went to Ketley a couple of weeks ago because um, I had to pick up the Shrews history book for yeah. um, for a piece I was writing and and that was strange to be honest that was really strange um, yeah yeah I miss it, missing it all but um, you know well I was going to say hopefully sometime soon but it's not it's not looking like it's going to be anytime soon is it no we're, no we're not, no. not, not going to um, and as to how if this football season will finish. You know, Lord only knows because, you know, it's it's almost impossible to say for the Premier League at the moment, isn't it? Let alone League One. It's um, it's difficult. It is. It is. What have you been doing to pass the time in the evenings? Have you been? Are you a are you a big Netflix kind of guy or yeah, Disney yeah. Plus? Have you invested we, um, in Disney Plus? No, 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 no. Thankfully not. Um, 
thankfully the other half hasn't um, hasn't bothered with Disney yet but we've a lot of Netflix we've uh, we're watching Money Heist which I'm mm. sure you'll have seen um, knowing you um, we are uh, Netflix just released season four of Money Heist which is mm. quite, a pop, quite a popular show but we're we're on season three so no spoilers please at the end no of that. spoilers um, have you been watching Tiger King yeah my other half Alice watched that um, watched that quite religiously I was sort of playing football manager so it was on in the background but I was I, I wasn't massive on that I know there's been a lot of hype on Tiger King but I I just thought what is this maybe I wasn't giving it my full attention it's absolutely um, bonkers yeah oh yeah, yeah. And, and you know it basically you know turns into obviously the main fella against Carol trying to kill each other basically doesn't it and you know Carol Baskin like, what, what is this you know <laughs> it, it, it feels like there are so many of those weird documentaries on Netflix and Amazon and like every now and then like one will just become a hype you know and people will start mm. watching it and it's just because there's loads of crazy people in the world isn't it to be honest uh, yeah but uh, yeah yeah no it's um, not on Netflix what else are we watching I'm trying to think you said football manager. Are you in charge of Shrewsbury Town? No, 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 no. I um, I, someone mentioned that this morning that I should, uh, I should get a Shrewsbury save on and live blog it, you know, as as news on <laughs> Shropshire Star. I just, I, I can't see us getting to a point where that would be, um, you know, okayed by the bosses. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, it wouldn't be bad playing football manager for work. Don't get me wrong. Um, but <laughs> no, I don't think that will pass. Sadly, um, I don't know if I'd be able to manage Shrewsbury on uh, on FM. I'd I'd find it difficult because you know players on the game. I'm sure listeners will have found this when they've played Shrewsbury on FIFA Football Manager. Players that won't necessarily be first choice, and, and your best players in real life are mm. probably some of the best players on the game. And then it kind of detracts from the rear. You know the the realism of it, but then mm. once you get into a football manager save, as you know, like you, you sign your own players and whatnot, and it and it gets better. But I would struggle to get off the ground. I, I think I don't envy Sam Rickers. No, not an easy job, is it? <laughs> no, and that's in the virtual world as well. Let alone um, let alone real life. But we had some football manager news this week, didn't we? With old uh, Diogo Jota of Wolves and uh, managing Telford. Yeah, yeah, Telford boss Diogo Jota. Yeah, that was quite surreal. That whole thing. <laughs> It's just so strange, isn't it? He went for a national league offside. Well, I think he said that it was because it's you know close to to Wolverhampton, where you know near to where he obviously lives and whatnot. So it's just uh, I'm fascinated by the fact he'd have like looked at a map, you know, or seen a <laughs> seen Telford on a road sign or something, <laughs> <laughs> and then well, because I read something that he's actually quite a he's a bit of a football manager stan, I think, and uh, and he you know I can just. Find it strange and looking through the leagues and and uh, and selecting Telford United, but I know um, I know it's popular within the Shrewsbury ranks. I know Sean Morley's a big fan mm. of a uh, footy manager and and once managed Telford, but I know, I know I know a few of the other players play it and and FIFA and all that. But yeah, you know, footballers are, are like us and everyone at the moment, aren't they? You know, bored watching telly, binge watching stuff, um, trying to get into games and films and series and whatnot. It was. Um, it was my birthday on Monday, so that was quite nice. Oh, happy birthday! I, I, isolation birthday. Just dropped that. In. I only mentioned it because I've still got like wrapping paper all over the living room floor, and I'm currently looking at some of my uh, some of my gifts. That was nice. Nice day off work. Anything Isolate, decent? Isolation birthday. I had one present really worth mentioning. I reckon. Yeah. Um, it's called Connect Four Blast, and it's basically Connect Four 
slightly enlarged, mm. but a Nerf gun version, and you um, and you have to shoot the Connect Four things out of the Connect Four board with the Nerf gun, and it's oh, act- nice. actually class. I feel like a ten year old, but um, no, nah, it's, it's it's good. We um we my mate came around recently and we played a, a throwing Connect Four thing. So you put the Connect Four base up at the other end of the room and have to throw the balls in mm. and it's, it's it's quite addictive in a way like a phone app sort of thing and then my my mum missus saw this connect for nerf gun blaster thing and got it and it's actually class it's uh it's killed a lot of hours during uh <laughs> during lockdown already so that's what you know give that a plug and maybe it's uh it's sales or spike go buy yeah. connect for blast hopefully you're on commission mate <laughs> um yeah let's go on some serious chit chat then shall we um coronavirus uh how are shrewsbury town handling things at the moment because it seems that yeah. some clubs are managing okay others are starting to struggle where does shrewsbury fall in that bracket um well c- certainly i think most if not all clubs are struggling in terms of you know revenue match day income streams or you know having ground to a halt um you know, so Shrewsbury, like like others, will be struggling in terms of feeling the effects of that. Happily, unlike some other extreme examples, they're not struggling to the extent of concerns around their future. You know, we've had the accounts come out, haven't we? They're very healthy figures, which which deserve all the you know praise they get in, and it's mm. good that Town have got some limelight, you know, from that and are being put up there as an example for other clubs. You know, while other clubs post about all these debts and losses into the well into the millions you know town are setting a good example as ever as being run prudently but you know in terms of the other side of it the football side of it it's just do what you can isn't it it's it's you know the players are sent out with these programs that they can individually carry out you know the the technology with the 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 gps that they can wear so when they're running it's all tracked and monitored and timed you know that all goes on Mm. so to be fair in terms of technology these days that's that's a real benef- beneficiary in that you know fitness staff and and management staff Sam Ricketts can still keep a handle on you know what what the players are putting in really you know there and and you know they'll be they'll still be sort of measured and and, and you know weighed so just to, that they're still in shape still trim because I'm sure you know you'd agree with me and the listeners you know we're all eating Mm. obscene amounts aren't we and that would be easy for the footballers too but they've got to watch out you know football will resume when when this finishes so they've got to be in some decent base layer of fitness levels and that you know goes with I'm sure they'll be doing their one bit of exercise a day out running on the on the streets or you know if any of them have got treadmills or whatever we see Instagram videos of them you know doing bits in their gardens and uh, I know Jason Cummings has been doing a lot of dancing on his um, but yeah you know thankfully modern technology you know it's a lot different now than even 10 years ago I was going to say 20 years ago but even mm. 10 years ago there's a lot more uh, that can keep keep tabs on, on the players certainly the staff so I don't think there'll be any players winging it and uh, and stuffing their faces and getting badly out of shape I think Town will be in you know all professional fo- football clubs realistically you know the players should still be able to stay in a decent base level of fitness but obviously any match sharpness or match fitness will be long gone you know and mm. and and that will be an issue when football starts again you know they will need a few weeks pre-season won't they basically a few weeks you know whether it's a some sort of friendly or, or something because they will be badly lacking in match fitness 
Yeah, certainly will be. It's interesting because um, I was reading Derek Bish's column, uh, sports editor Derek Bish. Oh yeah, you should give it a read, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Anyone absolutely. listening? Because um, he kind of mentioned that this kind of lockdown quarantine is very similar to an extended Christmas break, isn't it? Because you just end up. I went downstairs earlier to make a cup of tea. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's a biscuit on the side. Oh, I love that. Yeah, of course. It's yeah, not stuff yeah. you'd eat when you're when you're in the office because it's just not there, is it? No. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's an easy little pitfall to fall into, isn't it? I mean, I've been personally, I've been making sure that I do like a couple of workouts in the week at least. Yeah. Um, just to try and maintain some level of fitness because the, the gym's a big one for me. Missing out on the gym oh, it? kills me. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, um, I, I've I've been out for a few runs actually. I just think with a bit of exercise you can do it. It helps just to get out, you know, or mm-hmm. even you know a long walk sort of around the block but yeah runs definitely help i agree but yeah that's a good point about christmas break winter break which obviously we don't have here which european players do you know it's been i think it was a month yesterday i think so just to not date it for those listening town's Mm. last game was march the 7th um saturday march the 7th at home to oxford it's currently april the 8th as we speak so a month and a day it has been without no no football matches obviously they'd have trained a bit after that before before mm. true lockdown was was brought in, but yeah, I mean it's it's the athletes you know that are expected to be fit and firing after this that you kind of do think they they're really going to need to stay on top of things and not have all the extra biscuits and whatnot that we're having and birthday cake that I've been stuffing all week, you know. <laughs> Can't be a good cap- caterpillar cake, mate. Oh. Um, furlough is one thing that we've seen clubs starting to introduce and this I mean this isn't just lower league clubs either it's going yeah. right up to the likes yeah. of Tottenham Hotspur now um, Liverpool of course made the decision then you did a U-turn mm-hmm. um, is this something that Shrewsbury could go down the route of um, I I haven't heard anything yet to, to suggest that but you know obviously they could and it so hypothetical at the moment. They they could take that decision, you know, and 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 taking that decision isn't because they're they're desperately struggling and it's a, a last resort sort of thing. You know, it's a decision that obviously is there to help businesses mm. um, from the government. So you know, obviously the government pays the the eighty percent and allows clubs to to top up if if they need to to ninety or hundred percent. And obviously that will help. And you know, clubs that have needed to take that in a more perilous financial position have have taken it and. I'm sure it would be an absolute godsend for them, for town. It's not as needed, but you know, I would never rule rule it out. You know, we don't know how long this is is going to go on. I think Brian Caldwell is uh, the chief executive is quoted as saying um, a bit earlier on in in the lockdown that this will cost Shrewsbury well into six figures. You know, I think he said two hundred and fifty grand. So mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they will feel that, and you know, if, if they feel they need to take that option up. Um, then you know they will, and it's as I say, it's it's not a last resort. It's not because they're desperately struggling and on their knees, because as as we know, there's good reserves in the bank because of how brilliantly they they ran. Um, but it's there to to help, isn't it? It's there to help, you know. So, you know, there's a a lot bigger businesses out there, like you said, a lot bigger football clubs out there than Shrewsbury that have taken the option. You know, a lot of bad PR from uh, for for some certain clubs, but but for Shrewsbury, I think you know, I think Sun, I saw Sunderland the other day. Sunderland have taken it up in League One. You know, mm. probably the probably the biggest club in in the league in terms of you know fans, finances, and all that. So, you know, look, if Shrewsbury have to, then then they do. I haven't heard or seen anything as of yet. You know, the the club have been pretty good with with me and us and and being in touch and 
you know, I think when the Premier League statement uh, about the £125 million uh, relief package came out last Friday, um, the club were in, were in touch with us and sort of, you know, I was speaking to Brian Caldwell about how, how this can affect Shrewsbury. So they, they have been in touch and I think whenever a decision is made on that, you know, fans will find out. But I don't think it's anything to, to worry about at all. Yeah, and, and as you said, financially, the club seems to be on solid ground considering the accounts coming out. Yeah, 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 you know, definitely. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of reaction from that you know, through fans and online. I spoke spoke with Mike Davis of the Supporters Parliament for a couple of pieces. And, you know, what one thing that sticks out is, you know, yes, we all, you know, transfer windows, we all beg the club to spend a million pounds on a player. But, you know, at the end of the day, not doing that and living within the means, as, as Sam Ricketts always speaks and, and Brian Caldwell, is why, you know, shrew, Shrewsbury don't need to worry about their, their future existence and why other clubs do. You know, the other accounts that have, have come out in these last few weeks have been absolutely eye-watering, you know, mm. at, at this level and, and the level above. And, you know, they're, they're the supporters that should be concerned. But, but thankfully, Town, and a lot of, you know, I would say... A, a high ninety percent of supporters would would uh, you know have gone along. Shrewsbury supporters have gone along with, you know, we're so lucky to to be ran sort of how how we are and and not let someone just spend without thinking and and put the club's future in doubt. Yeah, the the accounts have been good. Obviously, they were you know in this financial period seventeen eighteen for these accounts. Sorry, eighteen nineteen mm-hmm. season. They were helped by some player sales and 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 add ons and. And that is part of the model, to to be honest. You know, bring bring in these players that have the potential to be improved, to to do well for the club, and then to to make money. You know, and it's in the last few years it served the club well, certainly. Mm. Um, in terms of the season, then it's all up in the air, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, it's a second, very much second thought, um, back of your head type of stuff at the moment because yeah. people, unfortunately, are losing their lives over this. Um, but it's it's fair to discuss the season and how it's going to play out. Yeah, of course. How do you how do you think the season will play out? Do you reckon it will be completed eventually, or do you reckon that maybe it'll go down another route? Is it if we're talking we're talking on a League One? Um, yeah, from yeah. a League One point of view. I mean, we can work our way up because National League have already. Well, the lower tiers have yeah. already kind of made, or they've set a little bit of a precedent, haven't they? By null and void, by yeah. null and voiding yeah. it. I, I think that was a, a terrible move, personally. I mean, for all the the poor, you know, small non-league clubs, amateur clubs, um, you know, who had promotion signed and sealed. But mm. you know, I, I think it was a bit of a hasty move that, and they got a lot of negative reaction and publicity from it. Obviously, that's not been taken up by Premier League, EFL, National League, football suspended indefinitely. All the noises we hear is that it will conclude the leagues. You know, you. Obviously, you hear most about the Premier League, and they seem almost certain that that will come to you know reach a conclusion, and and then you know for me, obviously, I I think that means that the Championship will you know you need to get these clubs promoted from the Championship. Your West Brom mm. and Leeds who are, uh, need the the promotion, and then obviously the relegations that come come with that. I I just think that I just think that logistically, I just think that it makes sense to complete a league. I don't think I think it damages the the sort of reputation and, and whatnot if you're just going to leave it you know say the bottom four clubs well you know or bottom three is, is in league one this season well you know you, you were in the relegation zone but you can survive I think it damages the, the credibility a bit and I think you have to play it out 
somehow. Mm. Um, even if that affects next season, that's my view. You know, if next season start date has to be pushed back, well, it will be. I'm pretty certain there's no way next season will start in the first week of August. No. Um, you know, then then so be it. You know, change next season. You know, push it back a little bit if we're talking League One, so it won't affect the the Euros. Um, or you know, don't play the EFL Trophy next season, the Leasing.com Trophy, or even if the e- the the league cup the EFL cup has to miss out for a season so be it and and squeeze next season's league that bit quicker you know play more three game weeks yeah mm. yes that'll be hard on players i'm sure and we'll hear all about injuries and schedules next season but you know this is a sort of one off unprecedented time isn't it and there has to be a way to finish this season even if you know say for argument's sake football doesn't resume until you know, at League One, July, August, and then the season doesn't finish until August, September. You know, so be it. Mm. Uh, but it's it's going to be strange and crazy. You know, while we're all in, you know, we would all usually be enjoying our summer holidays. The football will probably just be starting up again, won't it? And it'll feel very surreal. And all all of our annual leave we've all got booked off. Will uh, <laughs> will mean there'll be some empty press boxes. Um, if, 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 if I tell you what, if something's going to be null and void, it's going to be our annual leave. Well, there is that, yeah. Got, got. Thankfully, we hadn't booked to go abroad this year, but um, I mean, obviously, that's all up in the air with with the virus worldwide. But um, mm. you know, also there's the talk of behind closed doors, isn't there? Um, which is, I'm not a fan of that. No, no, that that keeps getting mentioned, and and everyone in football that at, at clubs that seems to speak about behind closed doors is is anti, and I, I'm the same. I, you know, I think Mike Davis of the Supporters Parliament came out and said football without fans is nothing to us last week and it's absolutely right you know see I've heard a few people say you know finish the Premier League so Liverpool can get the title and clubs can be relegated if if you have to behind closed doors and do it really quick Sky can still put it on the telly you know Premier League can still get their broadcast fees from Sky mm. blah 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 but you know it's, it's, it's not the same is it even if we're going to be watching it on the telly on Sky you know yes we'll watch it because it's football but it'll be a terrible you know it'll be a terrible product it's not a good stadium. experience. No, 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 absolutely terrible. Um, you know, we should be playing in front of some low attendances in the in the EFL Trophy, and it's 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 just like a training match, isn't it? And you know, even though it would be Premier League games on Sky, it still feel like a training game. It still feel mm. like a glorified friendly. You know, a million miles away. Um, but you know, Shrewsbury, what do they get? Five, six thousand on average home gate. When realistically, a five or six thousand people, plus players, staff, etc., emergency services, going to be allowed inside one stadium? It feels That's a like question, isn't a it? million miles away, doesn't it? It feels like months and months and months and months. That's a big question because, and that, let alone and... fifty thousand at a Premier League, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I'm in a little bit of a privileged position, as in I I was fortunate to go to Athens before the coronavirus outbreak to cover the Wolves game yeah. which was behind closed doors so I've experienced it firsthand, and it's not it's not enjoyable it, the players I didn't think seemed up for it yeah like yeah. it's it, and it's not their fault I think it's natural that that kind of atmosphere even even if you're only playing in front of 400 people it doesn't matter yeah knowing that there are people there watching you and cheering you on makes a difference um, yeah, 100%. and 
I wouldn't be a fan of, of seeing games move behind closed doors. Not only for that, but also because I think it puts some teams at such a massive disadvantage. If you're, say you're Liverpool, mm-hmm. you've got the, the cop end there every other week. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, the, one of the notorious loud stadiums, fan bases in, in the Premier League. Or the smaller um, clubs who rely on a, you know, raucous atmosphere, you know. Uh, yeah, and if you're in a relegation battle, look at someone like Aston Villa, yeah. um, who are averaging what I don't know, like thirty nine, forty thousand people through mm-hmm. the doors. They they've performed much better at home this season. If you take away their home advantage, yeah, is it is it detracting? Is it taking a little bit of integrity away from the game? You'd argue that all the players are still on the pitch, but I think it'd make a difference. And for me, I'm not. I'm wary that leagues are going to draw a line in the sand and say, look. Yes, we will do our utmost to finish the season. But if it gets to October, November, yeah, and you're looking around and you're saying we've still got all these games to play, yeah, 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 I do wonder: are they going to say, yeah, we're who, going to have to? No one's in a position where they can say when this is is going to, you know, end, are they? But I think if they if the 2019-2020 season is running into 2021. Uh, You've got some serious questions to ask yeah, them, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Then, then I think if it's that bad and it's got to that point, you're you're probably right about a line in the sand. And yeah, you know that, you know, by that point they might have played X amount of games, and it is where you are is where you are, or or a points per game or something, you know, because obviously you you can't just cancel the whole of next season, can you? And then you've got international tournaments to, to yeah. factor in, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I you know I think Brian Caldwell's you know spoke to spoke about how he you know he doesn't want football at Shrewsbury played behind closed doors. Uh, Mike Davis said the same. I, I was speaking with the AFC Telford chairman Andy Price yesterday. He told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that level, I mean we talk about you know League One clubs relying on tickets and and, and revenue in that way. At at that level, at steps you know six national north like Telford. I mean it's. Is so reliant on that match day income and, and, and mm. local sponsors and things like that, of which obviously there's just not a lot at the moment, and it's um, yeah, it's difficult. But no, you're trying to speak to these people about what they think the answer is, and, and no one knows the answer, do they really? No, I think I think a lot of a lot of governing bodies, a lot of leagues are waiting for someone, a big set player, a to set a precedent yeah, to yeah, set. Yeah. Because I think national, like them, them lower league and non-league levels have set a, something of a precedent. But yeah. you, the, the Premier League can't follow on from that. No. But if if the EFL decide, oh, okay, they've set a precedent, we're following suit, then all of a sudden the Premier League have got a little bit of a, a carte blanche yeah. to say, well, we'll do what the EFL are doing. Yeah. And then people, it's a knock on, knock on, um, concept really. Uh, lastly, I mean, you you touched on training. Yep. The players, I'm assuming they're training from home um, and just kind of... The, Sam Ricketts is just relying on them to make sure that they're in decent shape. Yeah, I, I think I said it, but there's not you know, not much more you can do, is there? I mean, you know, some players with a certain injury or a certain issue might be asked to do a certain fitness routine or drill or not run as far. You know, obviously that they can all do ball work to an extent in the garden, can't they? But... You know, it's not proper training, is it? Anywhere near the the most they can be asked to do is keep that base fitness level. You know, get a five k or a ten k in each day, mm. then try and do you know little bursts of sprints, twists and turns, just to keep the body 
mobile you know just to keep yourself ticking over just so you're not totally alien to to, to full training when it eventually returns but you know it's going like, to like we were just talking about it's going to be months isn't it so the players mm. will be relied I mean it's already been a month so the, and players have you know obviously got through it so far and in some cases you know with, with players injured it's probably helped them not having to you know being able to give them time to recover and not miss any mm. games but you know there is going to be a two three more months where they're going to have to be asked to 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 do this and, and trusted to be professional and carry out these drills uh, <coughs> sorry excuse me doing the running you know clocking up the the kilometers they're expected to do and, and keep their mm. their muscle you, you just hope and obviously touch wood it's it's down to, to to lady luck that you know no one picks up an injury in the garden or you know rolls their ankle or you know jars their knee or anything like that because mm. you know i this is obviously worst case scenario but you know bad injuries acls can happen out of nowhere can't they if your your foot gets stuck in the ground or you twist your knee just hope that those kind of things are avoided and um and uh, you know they, they keep those fitness levels and, and the players injured you know shrewsbury had a, a couple can can recover i suppose yeah that's it um and stay healthy to... obviously and, and you know health wise and, and don't pick up any any symptoms yeah yeah of course um Let's get on to some questions. We've had some questions yes. come in, Lewis. Uh, first one comes from Evo. Uh, who is currently on your Shrewsbury Town retain list if the season was ended now? Yeah, I, I, I did ask to to clarify that of whether um, whether he meant you know the squad generally or, or out of contract players. But I think we have a separate out of contract question um, mm. coming up. So, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say. I, I, I can't say there were. There are many players, you know, within that have been involved heavily in the first team that I would say, well, you know, get rid of that. They're, they're not good enough. You know, yes, Shrewsbury are down in 16th and they want to be better than that. But I think we've all said all season there's a base basis of a of a very good squad and team there. It's probably one of the best that the town have had in years that Samrick has been able to put together. And I think throughout the season they've just, you know, and it's taken longer than they'd have wanted. To, to, to settle on the formula for success I think that the, the players have been there uh, but it, whether it's been form injuries momentum luck or, or playing the wrong formation or not being offensive enough as has been the case at times that it hasn't all gelled and they're not higher in the table but I'm not trying to duck the question I mean I, I'd I'd want as much as the as the defence to stick around as possible um, mm. if, if we're going through it as as has been much of the season. I mean, I find it hard to recall the football. It's that strange. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a month since the games, but it's so hard to get your brain back into that state of mind. Um, the back three have been brilliant. You know, nothing short of excellent, really. Pierre and any Banks Landell, two of Town's fine, fine signings and had great debut campaigns. You've got a young defender like Roshan Williams there who's only going to get better. Um, you know, you'd want to keep that defence together. They're, they're in an interesting predicament with goalkeepers, actually, Shrewsbury, um, mm. in terms of their number one being a loan from Bristol City, Max O'Leary. You know, had a good campaign, but, you know, obviously he will go back to his parent club at the end of this. Uh, that sort of deputy this season, Joe Murphy's out of contract, hasn't been involved around the, the squad before before the lockdown, so I'd, I'd, I wouldn't expect him to, to be around. They brought in Harry Burgoyne, ex-Wolves, um, Shropshire lad, and his deal actually was only six months, only 
due to run until the end of the season. But I would mm. expect him to stick around. I would expect him to sign some sort of extension or, or new deal to to be there at the club for next season. Harry Bergoyne, I think he's, you know, I think he's been given the chance to impress in training, and he's been on the bench a couple of times. And I think he's going to be one of two keepers at Shrewsbury next season. So, be interesting. Obviously, Ricketts will have to be in the in the market for a new number one. Yeah, interesting. Most, um, I mean, most have been loans recent years. Obviously, Dean mm. Henderson bit the, the high profile one, but there have been many. Um, he was a massive hit. O'Leary's been a hit. So there have been some misses. You know, there's no getting away from that. And it is, it is a fascinating aspect of it, really. You know, at, at this level, you, you loan a number one, and you're kind of hoping it goes really well, or it could go the other way. You know, these guys are usually young keepers who have never played before. Um, so, so so it's tricky or do you go out and try and buy a, a steady lower league custodian you know Jason Lutweiler was here a few years ago and he was largely mm. superb for town um, and, and got a good move out of it so there are those out there to get that'll be interesting to see um, and, and that's just in, in goal and defence you know there are players across the midfield that are tied down you Ollie Norbans are tied down you Josh Vella as a new signing are tied down uh, there are those that aren't you know Omar Beckles in defence, Josh Laurent mm-hmm. in midfield, and we can get on this. Those uh, those out of contract, uh, some 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 interesting work to be done there. Um, Sean Worley's in contract. You know there are other loans that will go back, like McElhaney who have done well. Callum Lang, very good. You you've got then players at the club. Your Jason Cummings up front. Your Daniel Udo's at the club who have had good seasons, and we can expect more from him. Blue and amber, I would say certainly. Hmm. Uh, that follows on to the next question from Blue Number Fanzine. Actually, yeah. out of contract players, if you had to pick one, who would it be? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. So I made a. There's a short list. It's it's not a long list of out of contract players this season, and that, and that's sort of the again uh, a bit of the philosophy of the club, really, both the hierarchy and, and the management in terms mm. of not letting your sort of star players get down to to being out of contract. You know, trying to get players in, tie them down. You know they impress you. You get good money from for them, or you, you get them on a new deal. Um, at, at town at the moment, obviously I've mentioned the, the keepers Joe Murphy and Harry Burgoyne. Uh, there's also young keeper Cam Gregory, who's an academy graduate. I think I believe he's out of, of contract. Um, you've got Omar Beckles, long-term player. I think the second mm. longest-serving player at the club. Josh Laurent, massive player for town midfielder, out of contract in the summer. Very strong interest in him. Uh, led to believe uh, in, in the transfer window just gone so again you know you, it, it's it's difficult I, I think we we had Sam Ricketts saying you know that, that they're in talks with, with Josh and, and his family and ha, you know the open dialogue but it's 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 difficult it's, it's interesting one it's really interesting as, as to why it's got to this position and why you know he's only got a few months left of his contract been a very regular player had real purple patches of form yes has some games where he dips but he's a good player at this level and mm. and, and you'd, you'd think Town would want to keep him and uh, we'll have to see how that plays out but you know for, for, for championship clubs that see a, a Laurent who's reasonably young you know 23-24 with a big ceiling to improve you see him out of contract uh, that, that, that'll that obviously want to make a, a cheap move for him um, other, other players for, for Town are more squad players you know you, you've got your Brad Walkers and you remain Vince a lot two midfielders there who have you know, through one reason or another, you know, Vince Lotts had the long-term injury, you know, and very, mm. very highly thought of. Obviously, he had the um, he had the hip injury, and and had the same surgery as Andy Murray. Uh, uh, the Murray hip surgery. Yeah, which is quite a phenomenal story, really, to be the 
the, the first known footballer to go through that procedure and, and be back you know ready to play in the squad like he was before the lockdown that was a real shame actually and I know he's a you know he's he's not young anymore Vince a lot and obviously the wrong side of 30 but he's a valued member of the team you just wonder whether with with the injury whether town will see fit to offer him more time to to put his stamp on the squad but I, I do know he's, he's heavily sort of respected and valued in terms of the dressing room Walker Brad Walker you know Sam Ricketts signing he he's had some action in the cups but you know, obviously not made the impression on, on the, the squad in the league that he'd have wanted to and you wonder whether he'd take the opportunity to to step down a levelling and, and play regular first team football that, that he'd have wanted to but beyond that really um, there aren't too, too, too many others there are just um, some more academy players you know Ryan Barnett who's out on loan at Telford done very very well at Telford again I think and it's going to be touch and go is it you, You'd hope that Barnett can can get a new deal and and continue that pathway between academy and first team. He's got so much ability. Uh, obviously, being hampered, not being able to play play for Telford during the, the the coronavirus, which is a shame. But does well there. Will he get another chance to prove what he's got at Shrews? We'll have to see. There's Lefompa Mwandwe, who's a young striker that's been on loan in Wales. Um, like I mentioned, the young keeper Cameron Gregory out of contract. Mm. But certainly, in terms of the first team squad. Beckles, Lorenz, you know, Vince a lot, Joe Murphy, they're, they're the ones. If I had to pick one who I would um, who I want to keep, it's difficult. It'd be between Lorenz and Beckles, I think. And I, I know Beckles mm. is a real fan's favourite. And I, 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 if I'm talking about do I think Shrewsby should try and keep Omar Beckles, yes, I do. But if I had to go for one, it'd probably be Lorenz. Just mm. because he's got a bit more age on his, on his time to... You know, to kick on further at town um, and you know do more things for them. He had a great game against Liverpool in the cup and has scored some goals. And yeah, I him him and Beckles, I'd want to see stay at the club. And Harry Burgoyne, I think, will as well. Yeah, I suppose the for the players who are out of contract and those who may end up leaving, you maybe look. Are there any young players coming through? Have they had opportunities to impress? Yeah, um, because that's. You know, one way that you can always fill a squad as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you know it's it's been an interesting season in that regards. I think um, there's a lot of hype around young midfielder James Rowland at one point. I think he's 18 and he may have just turned 19, given a given a senior contract at a very early age. Still a mm. still a scholar at the club. He, it's been a bit disappointing in in one regards of not not seeing him. I think we saw him in the EFL Cup first round defeat in August, and then not much again afterwards. If if memory serves, I think he might have played one trophy group game, but hasn't had the opportunity to break through. I know in recent months he's been on on loan in Avarice with uh, in the Welsh leagues and and done okay as far as I understand. Mwandwe is another one who's been on loan in Wales, but at Shrewsbury there is that that sort of issue and. and and again, we can get on to that of, of no reserve football. You know, you know they play the, the Central League Cup football in front of empty mm. stadiums. We talked about empty stadiums, and there's, you know, it's, it doesn't really serve a purpose. I don't believe anyway, and and that's something that you know the club will want to look at. And I think it's worth a mention of what Sam Ricketts spoke to spoke to the the press about at the turn of the year about the you know setting up the the B team, the the feeder team, and whether they could follow that that Brentford model now. Sam Ricketts spoke to us about how that those plans were were in place. You know, the club they were waiting, I think, on the green light from the club to set something like that up. But they are looking at options like that, you know, to to progress. And I think that's 
that's needed for these younger players certainly and mm. and to have a deeper squad of quality that you can call upon um you know if you're going to bring in players who aren't quite ready for the first team that is where they they're going to progress this sort of b team uh, to have a, a good level of football playing as a second string to help the, the, the first team squad. I think, you know, it, all the noises were that the club were looking to put that into action. Um, and I think it's, you know, obviously it's been put on hold, you know, with what's going on. But I think it will gather traction again when normality returns. It'll be something that Sam Ricketts will want to push. Um, we'll see whether the club get behind it. You know, it'll be, certainly be interesting. Um, and I, I do think it's something that could work. For Shrewsbury Town, um, mm. but we'll have to see on that one. They they do certainly need something to bridge the gap for these young players who are coming out of the academy with you know talented talented footballers to help prepare them for for life in the first team because they're not going to be ready straight away. So you know what is it? Do they go on loan to Wales? Do they go on loan to Telford or, or non-league elsewhere? You know that there, there needs to be another better option somehow, and that's for people more qualified than me to. to decide and come up with <laughs> yeah for sure um, Tom Griff with a couple general footballing questions yes what's your views on clubs that can afford to do otherwise furloughing staff and also what's your views on the rest of this season possibly the whole of next season being played behind closed doors we've kind of discussed the closed doors and we have yeah. mentioned furloughing yeah, yeah. Um, behind closed doors don't want to see it hope we don't see it at any level to be honest uh, just trying to be short and sharp with these answers I mean the the furloughing one at the top level. I certainly think that the elite clubs in England, you know, the elite Premier League clubs, the, the top six clubs, the clubs that play in Europe, for example, um, shouldn't be doing it. And, no. you know, Spurs obviously got a lot of attention for it. And, and more so, Liverpool obviously came out and did it. Got a lot of terrible PR, rightly so, in my opinion, and, and, and did the U turn. And I think, you know, well done for listening and doing the U-turn probably shouldn't have got it wrong in the first place um, you know I'm, I'm a follower of Liverpool and I was disappointed to see it you know just a few weeks after you know clubs post X amount of millions of profit and and yeah. you know I'd, I think it was the right, right thing to listen to the criticism and do the U-turn there I think you know will Spurs follow suit remains to be seen but I think City Man City Man United come out with a, a fair bit of of, of praise haven't they and, and positive press in that they didn't go down that route mm. um, you know let's be honest yes they're, they're suffering like everyone else in terms of not getting any of this, this revenue and income streams on a match day but you know as long as they can finish their season they'll have the, the broadcast money coming in and, and, and they're not going to be struggling they're not struggling no. to the extent of the, the EFL and, and non-league so um, so yeah, I mean, there's one thing worth mentioning from from a Shrewsbury point of view, you know, is that these early bird season ticket sales, you know, are still available to be to be taken up. Likewise with Telford, and I know it's uncertain times, and people, you know, might be struggling with jobs at the moment. But if you know, if if you can go and buy your ticket, you know, you were going to buy a season ticket for next season anyway, I would say do so. You know, support your club because they need it now more than ever. You know, there will be mm. football next season. We don't know when it when it will be, but there will be football next season. So. You know, fans are still going to have to be there when next season happens. So buy your ticket if you can. Yeah, and that kind of follows on nicely to the last question slash comment from Dazzler. If possible, Shrewsbury reducing early bird season ticket prices by twenty percent. Hopefully, that will get early revenue to help the club. More fans taking up season ticket and also a goodwill gesture to those season ticket holders. With it probably not finishing. Uh, yeah, I 
it's difficult for one for me to to comment on really i mean i i don't know the finances that that deeply to know whether town can via you know feasibly afford to do that obviously they're feeling the pinch at the moment aren't they town so can they afford the goodwill gesture that, of, of that nature you know possibly they you know possibly they could look to take a percent a, you know a small percentage down just to show you know i think we all know that town are in touch with, with the community very much a community club we, you know they've set up a, a coronavirus test center on the on the on the club's car park you know for heaven's sake that's mm. how in, in touch with the situation they are are in but you know they've, they've got to work it out you know obviously first of all they've got to know what what support they're getting from the leagues you know we heard about this 125 million pound uh relief fund didn't we from from the premier league next week you know shrewsbury town and all of league one and league two need to find out the percentage they're getting of that you know how much money they're going to see from that you know we know that was just an advance as well so it's it's not a gift it's just money they'd have received later on isn't it so you know that they've they've got to think about their their budgeting, and um, you know they they need these early bird sales like any season, but now more than any season, um, they need the season ticket sales, which they you know so heavily rely on. Obviously, three and a half thousand, you know, just over season ticket holders that they do have as of this season. Could they do something as as a gesture? I I don't think they should. If financially they could, then they might decide to. Mm. Uh, but I don't think all fans would expect that. I think fans would appreciate and understand the unprecedented times, um, and I, I I think they would also understand that clubs, even Shrewsbury with their their good financial health, are taking a kicking. So I don't think they would expect clubs to, you know, bend over more for fans. Yeah, certainly. Um, right, let's finish up with uh, some predictions. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's uh, let's see. Right, so we know the season could still be finished, but we don't know it's going to be finished yet. So um, we thought we'd do our end of season awards now, but for the season so far. Okay. Um, this sounds so like trouble. I've got some serious awards, awards that, that are given every year, and I've got some which aren't so serious and a little bit jokey. Um, I'm going to start one of those haircut of the season. Which Shrewsbury Town player has had the haircut of the season? Wow. Uh, I'm going through in my head here. Uh, this might you might might have to come back to this one because uh, that is. I'm trying to. I don't want to miss any any standouts. I don't want to uh, miss any obvious ones. I'm trying to. Think. Yeah, there are some, aren't there? Like you look at someone like an Omar Beckles. Yeah, Be- Beckles hair is always solid, isn't it? Uh, the, yeah. The, the, the dreads and whatnot. Um, I think it's always a, a solid look, and I think. You know, if if Omar was to ever, you know, a grade one all over, and um, I think we'd all be like, what, you know, what on earth is is going on here? I think there are some <laughs> standard run of the mill trims in the town squad. You know, I'd, mm. I I could pick a handful out here. You know, maybe you, you know, go through Donald Love, Sean Worley, um, these guys. They're, they're you know short and sweet, nothing spectacular. You know, just the basics. Mm. Um, you know, Sean Goss, short and sweet. Jason Cummings has a you know, decent has a, haircut. Has, yeah, he's got the got the length, hasn't he? Got the is it an Alice band they call it? I'm not, I'm, mm. I'm not too down with that. Sam Hart as well, the loney who we've seen only make a couple of appearances. Um, got got the length going on as well. Dave Edwards, another solid, you know, standard, you know, short and sweet. Ollie Norburn likes um, every now and then he'll. 
I think I, I seem to remember when he returned from his, his bad knee injury in September, he went um, quite quite close to the bone, quite a, a, mm. a low grade. Um, but yeah, Cummings might... I'd go between the, between the lengthy guys, you know, Cummings, Sam Hart, Omar Beckles, they're, they're the ones with the... Um, they, they can edge that one. Hmm. Okay, serious one. Young player of the season. <sighs> Young so far. player of the season. So far. Um... I am going. Ooh, how old is too young? How old? I think is too twenty-four old? is probably a cut-off. Okay, that's good. You're twenty-four. That's you're good. not young anymore, are you? I'm glad you said that. Uh, well, not not glad you said that because I turned twenty-six the other day, so you made me feel old. But um, oh, do me a favour, I'm thirty. Oh yeah, that's that's. Uh, to be honest, everyone's age is just relative, isn't it? Like, I I I feel old. You feel old. Anyone who's 21 will feel old because they're not 18 anymore. Uh, yeah. It's, but yeah, in terms of young player of the season, I am leaning towards Daniel Udo mm. because I, I've I've done a piece for the for the paper and the website to be um, to release soon enough on on my player of the season and, and Udo is in the conversation. He doesn't edge my player of the season, so I might give him young player of the season. I think he just mm. found a vein of form, and he's really sort of come like a new player and then found his feet at this level and was having a big impact I think Udo I feel honorary shouts to O'Leary yeah. Udo's 23 I think O'Leary's 23 as well had a very good season for his first you know real campaign in the football league um, th- those two um, Callum Lang who's only 21 that's almost hard to believe been in on loan from Wigan been very good but disrupted with, with injury so I'm going to say Daniel Udo Hmm, decent. Um, away day of the season. Away day of the season. For for, for results or all-round experience? You can just go all-round. It can be at any part oh, of it. Oh, Luke, I'm sorry to be uh, predictable, but I might have to pick Anfield. Anfield? Yeah, Solid. I, might, I might have to go there. If someone had told me at the start of the season, I'd be, um, I'd be covering Shrewsbury against Liverpool at the Meadow and then Anfield, I'd have, um, I'd have told them that they're mental to be honest but it happened so um, mm. yeah I mean obviously not the result that anyone connected with Shrewsbury would have wanted but as an all round experience you know 8,000 away Shrewsbury fans at Anfield for the first time in their history was unbelievable uh, mm. me me as a Liverpool fan it was a dream come true to, to, to be there in the press box working the game and it was just a shame that they you know Sean Wally's goal wasn't allowed and that town didn't give you know a true reflection of themselves really and obviously an unfortunate own goal you know, to lose it after, you know, such a brilliant first game at the Meadow. I'll go there if I was. I'm just having a look through the fixtures now, see if I can pick out a um, pick out a league game. Um, God, they've been uh, they've been few and far between. Some joy on the road this season. One yeah. one decent one was um, not too long ago at Fleetwood, mid mm. mid January. Town drew two all. Uh, obviously, didn't get the three points they wanted. Um, having led twice in that game, I believe. Yeah, they did lead twice. It was a bit of a entertaining game, and Fleetwood are a very good side. Um, and that was two or Jason Cummings looked like he'd won it late on in front of the away fans, and they looked like they had a decent party that day. Um, mm. Saw a lot of good goals, so that was a, that was probably up there in terms of the league. Blackpool away, actually, Luke. Blackpool away, um, just before Christmas, game before Christmas, one nil win, Ockenabiri penalty. Shortly before mm. he, he left in the next month's window, but uh, a lot of town fans there, and uh, you might seem to remember they were right next to the press box 
it was mental in the press box we were basically in with the away fans and yeah. uh, and got a full sense of the party that day town had won two on the bounce got up to on the very fringes of the playoffs and you know the town fans were bouncing that day with the flares and whatnot and a superb win that was that was good blackpool and fleetwood away in the league and and of course anfield mm. uh goal of the season um goal of the season tricky Tricky off the top of my head, considering I can't, I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone mm. any any Shrewsbury goals. Um, I'm trying to tough, tough. I'm trying to remember them. Udo's winner at Bristol Rovers just before the lockdown was very good, very good mm. strike from outside the box. Uh, I don't want to miss any, but then the I'm cup, also got the cup goal. Um, who scored the cup goal C- again? Cummings. Cummings to level uh, against Liverpool was was good. Sean Goss at Bristol City was was a good strike. Um, who was it? Who scored the one who got them that that tie against? Uh, oh, Pierre, sorry, Pierre against Bristol City. Yes, yeah, Pierre. that was a big. That was a good goal. Outside the box, twenty-five yards, bottom corner. That's a great shout, actually. That probably in terms of quality and importance, that has to be. You know, to do it in the 88th minute, that was absolutely superb. Um, was there not a worldie on the opening day? Yes, there was. Giles, Ryan Giles, actually, um, who of course doesn't play for the club anymore, uh, was on loan from Wolves, now at, at, uh, at Coventry. His winner against Pompey was superb. Yeah. That that might have to, uh, in terms of quality, that might be the one, but, but Pierre has to push it all the way in terms of, uh, you know, everything else. Mm. Um, interviewee of the season interviewee of the season who's the best player you've interviewed this year Udo is great content he's he's a great guy um, and he really always you know so engaging so is Omar Beckles mm. um, Vince a lot gave a great interview about his background his, his upbringing um just going down the squad I actually missed Jason Cummings was great after the Liverpool game as you'd expect but he was mm. so cold he'd been kept so long by the BBC media he'd um, he was a bit fed up by that point um, and I missed Cummings his other long interview with the club I, I was not at that press conference so I would I would say either Udo Beckles or Vince a lot but I'd probably probably go with Udo because he's he's just such great you know he's such a great sort of honorary of, of the area you know so well spoken and you know mm-hmm. his journey through through football and non-league is 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 so good to hear you know it's such a good feel good story mm. lastly before we wrap up player of the season i without ruining uh well with ruining the piece i'm going to put out in the in the coming days i i'd have to go to pierre aaron pierre we spoke about him mm. with that that thumper against Bristol City to set up the Liverpool game. I mean, he's a centre half, but he can do a bit of everything. You know, he's he's such a good defender. You can see why he's done so well in the lower leagues before. Why Sam Ricketts tried so hard to bring him to the club last summer, and why they they rate him so highly. You know, he's it's very hard to think of many games where he's been been beaten by a striker, mm. been been dribbled past, or you know, jumped over. And and he's such a threat as well with his natural ability in the opposition box. Pierre. For, for all round sort of contribution at, at both end of the pitch I would go with him yeah there we go player of the season Aaron Pierre announce it now good question um, well done Luke oh, mate I always I always put something together for these podcasts always do my best you always deliver yeah well that that just about does it for us 
um, Lewis, unless you've got anything else to add. No, cheers, Luke. To be honest, this has been the most I've spoken in about a month, so I feel like sandpaper right now, and I need a, I think I need a pint of water or a pint of uh, pint of something a bit stronger to get me through the rest <laughs> of the day. Maybe you know, I don't know. But no, it's been yeah. it's been good. It's 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 difficult, you know. While I've been writing Shrewsbury stories for the last couple of weeks, you know, a lot of them have been look back features and. You know, your mind does get away from the actual football itself. You know, Shrewsbury are stuck mid-table, not you know, not going up, not going down. It, it does become hard to recall what was going on. But I think Town mm. seemed to have been, you know, found a bit of form, unfortunately and ironically, before lockdown. So let's hope they can sort of pick it up when we get some footy back. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Of course, once everything has yes, blown over, and uh, as 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 always. As long as um, the virus has died down and you know people are recovering and there's no risk anymore, fingers crossed the football comes back. Yeah, soon. hope all listeners are well. And yeah, so. exactly. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. Um, but from myself, from Lewis, a fond farewell for now. Cheers.